Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. You love me? How many are tired of Habakkuk? We're not really... You know when, you know, Michael H. and I do these together, and when he says, gosh, we can't get away from Habakkuk, you know when he talks about Habakkuk, we've been in Habakkuk a long time. We're not, we're just going to, we're going to pass through uh, in the HOV lane and move to um, an added theme. So, that wasn't on there when I gave the slides to uh, Brother Holbrook. So you've been running into crispy people, have you? That's, I learned that word from my wife. I think, I don't know if her or Ryan coined it from where they've heard it. Sometimes Christina will say, oh, mother, pray for Ryan. He's pulled a 24-7 so many days in a row, and we're a bit crispy. So I keep listening when they use the word crispy. I especially was attentive when it was directed toward me, and uh, having found none, the chair continues, crispy. In Kathy Grace Malmulkey's definition of crispy, it would be, what would your Wikipedia definition of crispy be? On edge, anxious, not ready for uh, tense. And there's the first in Jeremiah, 12.5 of Jeremiah. If you have not kept up with a footman, what are you going to do when the horsemen come? And loved ones, and I know I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this is, I hope, a very small percentage of our whole community, but I'm going to say my prepared remarks because I believe when God told me what to say, he knew we all were going to be here and I needed it. It's a crispy season. Too many believers are crispy. And too many of our brothers and sisters are crispy. If you have not kept up with the footman, the prophet said, what's going to happen when the horsemen come? How are we going to function for those that believe in prophecy in the category of the mark of the beast? How are you going to endure till the end with the mark of the beast when we're crispy over the mask of the CDC. So crispy, so on edge. We full-blown Bible believe in prophecies. Amen? You know, I'm not happy in my little happy secular Larry that COVID has ambushed Sundays. I'm not happy. 
I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy about that. But if we cannot endure with the same principles of Sermon on the Mount, joy, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the extended community of believers that squabble. If you post something that a believer doesn't like, they'll just write you off. You don't turn the other cheek, they hit the delete button. What? My hope is built on nothing less. You know, maybe than my own way. I love everybody here, and I'm not talking at you today. Crispy time. Crispy in traffic. Uh, uh, crispy on side roads, run you off the road, miserable to you, too many people. It, it, sometimes it's difficult to tell who's a sheep and who's a goat. Now, there's a field near Nana's and Grace's house. I know that sheep. Charlie said, where's the sheep? The second time we pulled out, the sheep were back. That's a sheep. Crispy. On edge. Would you really write off your prayer list someone that would vote for someone that you wouldn't? Is that what I have on deposit with you? Is that what you have on deposit with me? Is is that it, we talked about uh, Carol Myers, Brian, maybe even Troy years ago? I don't know if Fenton did or, or who else uh, talked about this. Remember, remember the emotional bank accounts? They can sure get raided overnight, can't they? You know, the stock that we've served, you know. Mike's family, Mike's parents, thus his siblings, Mike's, Mike's parents are precious to Grace and I. We don't talk for periods of time, precious to me. His dad posts things that make your hair stand up on edge, except for the nice horses. I love his horses. All of it's good. But if I or someone was to write him off just because we don't believe in that, my faith is not very deep. If I cannot handle the mask of the CDC, what am I going to do with the mark of the beast? That's right. Betty Joe's knows what I'm talking about because you put your head in a minute. You say, oh, okay, we're going to drop this guillotine. If you don't take this mark, we're dropping this guillotine. Where's the chalk? Huh? Very poor behavior. I'm talking about you. Very poor behavior. Have you been running into crispy people? I like glorious Sundays, and this still can be one. I like people here, people giving, people praying, people sharing. That's glorious. But if I cannot endure, if I cannot pastor, be faithful, and teach, try to be my best, when COVID ransacks my congregation, who knows what's coming? Am I just going to say, I give up? You need to rent Fox's Book of Martyrs. 
and just pick a place in the middle, page 200, and read for 100 pages, and you'll see how some people that you know who are Christians have a very shallow faith. Wow. Our grandparents and parents went through the Depression, waited in line for bread, churches were packed. Our fellowship, Christian Evangelistic Assemblies, and now Grace International, began in 1933. That's like planting a church in the heart of COVID-19. Began in 1933. Oscar and Adeline Harms planted that church, and maybe some eight, nine years later, a handsome couple, John and Velma Mall, walked in and gave their hearts to Jesus Christ. Wow. You know what? I'm disgusted with cable. All of it. All of it. My wife comes in from doing missionary work, dries her feet off from the wet pool at the door, and says, Larry Allen, and I don't know now whether that's because I'm crispy or she's crispy. I know what it, it, it used to mean. I would not be going to sailors for dinner. Why do you have that station on? And a mask covering your eyes and meditating about how you can bring a good word for Sunday. And the station, I found a station on Musical Choice that never has words. It only has instrumental. And in a few days, she's gone again on assignment, and I'll move it from, from tunes that we would know back to classical. When she's not going to be around, I move it to the classical. No, ver- no, no, no words, just music. And I say, oh God, wash the cable out of me and cover my sins with your precious blood. Crispy. We could be a bah humbug in this season. Probably when November comes, the right's not going to like the left and vice versa. I want you to encourage three or four times you that you run into in and out of the flock to continue to be generous. Generous and kind. Including Facebook. Jesus' words in John 4.35 I say... Lift up your eyes and look at the fields. They are white unto harvest. Habakkuk looked around. We were on that about um, three generations. Remember Habakkuk? Habakkuk looked around horizontal and said, nothing's working. No cattle, no fruit, no luck. Remember? Then he looked up and he said, he looked up vertically. We talked about the first look was around. And then he looked up and said, even though no vines, no fruit, no figs, no cattle, no hamburgers, tough times, lean times, and the enemy's still coming, yet, say this with me, yet I will praise him. Let's hurry. Looking up, Habakkuk was in a tough patch. Isaiah was in a season of loss. David, the psalmist for daily strength, said, I lift up my eyes. I lift up. I look up. Christ 
in gratitude for provision. And Matthew 13 said, I thank you, Father, that you've heard me. And he served thousands of people bread and fish. Is that good? Number one, look, number one, we look around like Habakkuk did, and it was bleak. Say bleak. Tell you, when Grace reported to me that a local rehab had 40 coming down with the virus, and it flipped us back a number, it was disheartening. And selfishly disheartening because people wouldn't feel confident to come back to church. Guilty. Guilty. Not about the money. Amazing how good God continues to be. Amen? Can I get a witness? But I did. She said 40. Maybe 20 staff, maybe 20 patients. Oh, no. And the governor had to slide us back one. I don't say I was critical, but sometimes when we look around, it can be a critical view if we only stop there. Do you agree? And then we get crispy. Loved ones, just think of the songs we sing. Think of the courses that we're led in. Think of the verses. And all these things I'm more than a conqueror. Philippians 4, 8, if there's any virtue, praise, think on these things. Paul says, I've been down, I've been up, I've been abased, I've propped, I've been in a dungeon, I've been in a palace. God is good. Say, God is good. God is good. Convince yourself, Mulk, right? Because I'd love everybody to say, I'll see you in church. I feel safe now to venture out. The first look can be critical. The second look, we lift up. Yay. Habakkuk said, God's in charge. Now I'm calling you today to the third look. Say, look out. This look is the gospel look. This look is the other's look. This look is the harvest look. A few examples from Christ. And I try to make it easy for you because not everyone brings paper. In John 4, John 6, and John 8. Look around. Oh, gosh. When is this going to end? Get our prayer in. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm going to be okay. That's good. <laughs> That's good. But then there's a the third luck. Daniel Curl Sr., David's father. I heard of him, we probably heard of him in the early 70s. Mike's father kept that family alive in the 70s with thousands of missionary dollars. Why do you say that? It helps you to know a little bit of the heritage that Michael and Teresa, Tiffany have. Gosh, that church in Roseburg gave thousands Am I embellishing? No. (laughs) Joe Watkins met him, George's dad, introduced him to the fellowship, and is like Jim and others took it from there. We heard this Canadian who was on CBN. We heard this young missionary from Canada to Rhodesia, 
at that time, Zimbabwe, went out to preach and nobody would come to his meetings. Forgive my paraphrase, it's almost as I recall. No one was showing up and he said, I don't understand. Where are the people? And somebody, one of the leaders of the tribe, came to him and said, our people are thankful for you, but they are dying of hunger and do not have the strength to come to the tent meeting. I think what Danny would tell you is he went home, got on his knees, and said, God, I love your Bible. I love, I love missionary work. I love to preach. I'm going to put this. I know enough. I'm going to put it aside. And America's churches and Christian Broadcasting Company wrote, sent thousands of dollars. He just fed people. 50,000 at a time. He would be coming in his caravan. They would say, the preacher's coming with food. The missionary is coming with nutrition. They would offload all this wheat. All this. And then a month later, at that village, Daniel and his team would come back in, put up a sign and said, Daniel Curl, tent meeting tonight. And they couldn't find enough chairs. And Daniel said, even though we kind of knew it in the mid-70s, he kind of, you know, got into our sweet faces in ministers' meetings and says, you cannot have someone change their spiritual life if they're too hungry to listen. That's the legacy that David, our David, our David, is in Zimbabwe today with his brother from Houston, Daniel, and Jonathan and Steve. And I would say, if David was sitting right here, I would say if he was sitting right here, I'd say, David, I believe in the natural, all four of you could not equal the mark your dad left. So if I've been given wheat, protein, nourishment, dug wells and had water, and I come and I sit under uh, or, or a, whatever, a hut. And I say, I'm saying yes to Jesus Christ today. And go home to a very small amount of cupboards. You and I can sing a song in COVID-19. And I don't like COVID-19. Don't ask grace if I'm crispy. I know. Half a dozen of you would say, I don't have to. <laughs> okay, Luke, in, in John 4, Jesus said to the disciples, you know these verses, so I squeezed them so I could get them on one slide. Jesus said, lift up your eyes and see the fields. Say the third look. They are white. Remember, he's talking to this lady, five husbands. And the one she was with at that time, she wasn't even married to. Wow. That's what the disciples said. They came back with them and it says, uh, should we tell him he's sitting down talking to a woman? You know, you know, we ought to be encouraged. What do you think the average IQ of those 12 were in the early days? 
let's not tell him it's not right for let alone let alone a Samaritan woman. And Jesus said, you bring baloney and bread, but my baloney and bread is to walk out the will of my heavenly father. You see around, and part of what you see around and makes you crispy is I'm talking to a Samaritan woman. But I say to you, take a third look. Lift up your eyes. You and I, it's a waitress. You and I, it's another driver. You and I, it could be a colleague. You and I, it's somebody six feet away in line. You and I, it's somebody that we know real well and they've irritated us and we flat are out with them because they feel different about culture issues and politics than we do. What? No doubt God did what he's done with our daughters on purpose to help me realize God is love for everybody. John 6. Are you grabbing the Samaritan woman, right? Say lift up. Yeah. In John 6, it says, oh, we're, we're all hungry here, 15,000. You know what the, the disciples do? Good preachers. They say, send them home. We've had them since 1030. We're done. Done. We're done. And Jesus says, make him sit down. Oh, no, what's he going to do now? And he fed thousands. Do you not love him today? The third look when there's not enough supply. The third look when it's the wrong person being told Christ paid for their sins. The third look when there's not enough nourishment and maybe what they're going to come after is mine and I'm going to have to give it away. I have to admit, sometimes I was really hard-nosed up until about two or three years ago in giving people money on the median. Especially at the way in San Francisco, early years that when Michelle lived downtown, they were just 18 or 20 besides between stoplights. And... Uh, told you uh, several months ago on a trip south to get Grace back out of California. Um, I narrowly escaped uh, homework from a government official that had colorful lights. And I heard I, it so big, it was dark, it was in winter and wet. And yeah. I pulled off into Sutherland, gassed up with the Chevron, and there was a guy needing food for something. You know what I did? I said, if you'd have served God, you'd have food, right? No, I didn't. I said. So I, I gave him, I gave him just some small cash. I really did it. Total legalistic, but I was happy to do it. It says, Lord, if I got what I deserved, oh, is that the conversation? If I, oh, the conversation, if I got what I deserved, what if he goes and buy liquor? What if I go and buy Twinkies? Now I know, I know, I know. There's, some, no, I'm just saying. No, no, I, I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I know we're all different. Don't get crispy on me. Let me just take an initial look. Pfft, write them off. 
John 6, make the men sit down. In John 8, verse 11, remember that story? They drag a woman taken in adultery out of the house and the three or four guys with her. <laughs> and those guys say, we, we caught her. It's going on FaceTime. <laughs> we caught her. And it ends up, you know what Jesus said? The third look says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's the third look. Matthew 25. Remember that? Say in as much. You've done it. Under these. Feed, clothe, visit, water. All right? James 2, you like this verse? James 2 says, if someone comes to you and they're all, you know, hungry, cold, <laughs> and you say, go in peace, stay warm, see you in church, but do not give them, give needed to them, how does that profit? Mother Teresa said, I'm going to, should I used to pray that God would feed the hungry or do this or that, but now I pray that he will guide me to do whatever, say it, I am supposed to do. What can I do? I used to pray for answers, but now I'm praying for strength. I used to believe that prayer changes things. Read this last with me. But now I know that prayer changes us and we change things. We sang a course when I was a young man. Oh, to be his hand extended, reaching out to the oppressed, Let me touch him. Let me touch Jesus so that others may know and be blessed.